You're listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Putnam. Dylan Moneybags Madden. How you doing, brother? Fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, you know, just living the dream, man. Likewise. So you're the first fellow, well, I guess I can say former uh, South Carolinian that I've had on the podcast, as far as I know. Uh, you were living just about three hours from me uh, last year, and then you put your head down, started hustling, and now you're living in high rises. So <laughs> oh, yeah. every, everybody's listening to this episode right now because they want to hear what you did and how you did it. So I guess just break it into the uh, whole story, man. Okay, so ever since 2014 that I've been like trying to figure out how I can make money online. I found out, I'm sure most people watching this are familiar with Bold and Determined. I found Bold and Determined, started figuring out how I can make money online, tried affiliate marketing, drop shipping, all this different stuff. Fast forward to 2016, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to prove to myself that I can make money without a job. And so I started driving for Uber and like probably two weeks into that, the rules changed in Charleston and basically made it much, much harder to make money with Uber. Instead of working like four hours a day to get the same pay, I would have to work like 10 or 12 hours. And I drive or used to drive a Grand Marquis. So gas mileage was terrible. <laughs> I wasn't about to drive 10 hours a day to be able to make just barely any money. So I was like, okay. Those South Carolina potholes you had to worry about too. I was terrible. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I've got to find something else. And thank God I found out about something called groundskeeping, which is basically I would wake up at two or three in the morning, go to Publix. I I had an apartment complex and then a Walmart parking lot. And I would basically just be with a bucket and a trash grabber going through, picking up trash, doing that. And I did that for probably four or five months, making like 480 a week, which for me at the time was amazing, 480 a week paid for all my bills, didn't have to really worry about anything, and got an internship which with Victor, which went quite well. But then in January, came back to Charleston, completely broke, like literally like $142. Living in Los Angeles is quite expensive, as you can imagine. And uh, I was basically like, okay, I've got to find a way to get paid. I, I, can't, I don't want to go back to a job, so I just quit, what, seven, eight months earlier? I was like, I can't give up that soon. So. I sat down at an airport at Phoenix before I even got back to Charleston, listed out all the different ways I could generate money. And I knew I could do some kind of service-based business, but I wasn't quite sure how fast it would take to execute on that. So for me, it was flipping things on Craigslist. So I started flipping things on Craigslist, literally as soon as I got back to Charleston and built that up to around three grand a month. And that allowed me to be able to focus on my writing and just kind of dabble. I, I didn't really get too deep into any one I guess, model of making money online, but writing and building net, like relationships and building my network was what I really focused on. And I didn't mention this, but I also had quite a bit of credit card debt even before I quit my job on top of the car payments. So I was trying to pay off debt, doing all that different stuff. And I basically, from 2017 to the end of 2018, was paying off my debt, trying to figure out the different ways I could like finally crack the code and make money online, at least enough money to be able to live abroad. Because by this point, 
my biggest fee was a thousand from affiliate marketing. That wasn't something that happened all the time. And I wasn't about to leave the country when I maybe would have enough money, you know? So then the end of December found out about Andrew Tate, him and I started talking and joined the war room, got in, got involved with that. Him and I met in Washington, DC, met Tristan, uh, Tristan Tate. I don't think you've had him on yet, but you will at some point. Right. Yeah. I was supposed to have him on last week, but he had a last minute reschedule. So he's coming back. Okay. So yeah, met those guys and basically Andrew just kind of showed me some ways I could generate money doing what I was already doing. And for the, like literally the rest of that six months, five, six months, uh, from January, I want to say it was like August, maybe month after August. I don't know. Around one of those months, it was just really honing in on, offering a specific skill set because beforehand I was too random. I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll design a website for you and I'll do this and this and this and this, whatever you need, which is great. But if you're everything to everybody, you're never going to really make a dent. I'm sure you already know that. So I really focused on specifically helping Andrew, helping a few other people. Like I did a book launch with Ed Lattimore and it was all his personality and his brand that made it a bestseller. But I, I was like behind the marketing with that, like helping him connect with people, doing project management. And so that's what I focused on was project management, like specifically, and paid off the rest of my car debt, moved to Romania, and I was with them for three or four months living at one of their mansions. And here we are 12 months later, I'm doing freelancing, 100% freelancing. And obviously I've got uh, myself products on Gumroad and through my Twitter, but most of my income as of now, as strictly like freelancing. And so that's essentially how I'm able to live this lifestyle. I'm not rich, I'm not balling, not, not like none of that stuff, but it's enough to where I'm, I can eat what I want, I can live in nice places, travel and do all that stuff. So that's kind of a very quick version of my story because I tend to ramble on. <laughs> no, that's all right, man. So freelancing, what is it that you freelance now? So as of now, if you need, like, let's say you're trying to launch a product, I'll put together the sales page, the marketing for it, the emails, and all of that. That's, and I call that project management. So if you want to do a product launch, uh, social media marketing, all that type of stuff. Essentially what I did, so I was like, huh, the stuff I'm doing on Twitter for myself, the blogs that I'm doing, the emails that I'm doing, people will pay me to do that for them, and I can make more than I'm making now, and I can travel the world. Okay, let me focus on that. And I just focused on that for those six months. And essentially, that's what I'm doing now. So like product launches specifically is what I tend to be working on late, like lately, and then emails and all that type of stuff. So I got very specific on what I wanted to do. And then once I got specific, I was kind of able to branch out a little bit. Where a lot of, uh, and I'll speak for me personally, where I kept messing up was I had a web design company. We would also manage our website. I was also doing blogging, also doing affiliate marketing dabbled with drop shipping and I was doing things on Craigslist and I was offering writing services for people. So that's like eight or nine different things right there. And your focus is just way too scattered. So for the six months leading up to me traveling, I strictly focused on, which it was kind of, I guess, scattered a little bit with project management specifically for product launches, like books, video courses, that type of stuff. And then once I got like a good hold on that, had like a decent income coming in from that. Then I started like spreading out into email marketing. 
And now that I've got a good handle on that, now I'm focusing on my own brand. So for me, where a lot of stuff really started clicking was I stopped, a lot of it was doubt. Whenever you have a lot of doubt with what you're doing, you think you have to try everything. Once I gained a little bit of confidence in myself, and started focusing on, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. That's it, ignore everything else. That's why in 2000, what was it, 19, I, I didn't really tweet too much, didn't do much of that. 2018, my tweets kind of died off a little bit because I was like, I can keep grinding, teaching people how I'm flipping products, but it's not going to get me to where I want to be, which is being able to travel, be free, eventually retire my mom, have my own family, that type of stuff. So you, you can try to do all the fancy stuff that marketers teach you and like, oh yeah, do drop shipping, try this, try this. Or you can just actually build some real skills and offer that to people. So that's basically what I did. Yeah, uh, I actually just sent an email off uh, this morning to my list uh, explaining that very thing. You know, a lot of people, especially when they come to, you know, quote unquote money Twitter, mm-hmm. they immediately hear oh, how sexy it is to have, you know, 27 streams of income all coming in. And that's awesome. You can have 27 streams of income bringing in $100 a month each but that's $2,700 a month. It's not a whole lot. So more isn't always better. If you can devote your time to learning one thing, like right now, my biggest thing, it's technically two combined into one is affiliate and email marketing. All right. Because a lot of email marketing is affiliate anyway. Yeah. But I'm focusing on that because I recently became fully self-employed, not even by my own choice. And so now it's feast or famine and it's on me. You know, I've got a wife and nine kids to take care of and a dog that eats more than I do. (laughs) So doubling down on just that one thing, researching everything about that one thing, and then bridging that into being completely automated where I have as little bit of hands-on time as possible is what's going to allow me to then move on to something else to establish a lucrative second stream or third stream or fourth stream. But a lot of people, they get sucked into the, you know, and you were one of them. I was one of them. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop ship. I'm going to blog. I'm going to email. I'm going to make websites. I'm going to cook crack. You know, you just do all these different things and you're never going to get good enough at one of those things for the simple reason that you can't because it, yeah. what's the phrase, uh, a jack of all trades, but master of none. Well, the master of one gets paid more than the jack of all. Totally. I mean, yeah. Something that I, cause I just recently launched something that like shows people how to do freelancing. And the question that a lot of them kept asking, I was like, just focus. Like you don't have to be worrying about blogging and launching your own products and doing all this stuff yet. Just focus on, becoming a freelancer, offering a specific skill to somebody, building a rapport with them, get your first client, second, even your third if you want to, get that income going. And then from there, sure, be a blogger, be whatever you want to be. Because it wasn't until I started focusing and got my income, and I'll just say my freelancing income, completely good that I was able to travel. I was Now I'm able to focus on my blog, I'm able to focus on Twitter, and more importantly, I'm able to do it at a, a better level because something that a lot of people don't understand is like if you approach making money from desperation, 
Like if you're trying to just, if Twitter's your only thing, this was for, for a while, I'd say like you get three or four months. Like I didn't flip, I didn't do anything. I was like, okay, I'm gonna make Twitter work. But it came from a state of just trying to flip products instead of having like my, that backend income that was my foundation. I was making around three grand, sometimes more, sometimes less. But I was like, okay, I'm just not gonna do that anymore. I wanna focus fully on Twitter. And for me, at least at that time, it was coming from desperation. I was like, gotta make this work. I've gotta show people how to make money with Craigslist. But not many people were interested, at least at that time, with how to do that. So I was like, fuck, gotta go back to the drawing board. So I started cleaning properties again, started flipping things, blah, 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 blah. Now that I've got the income, because I focused, built up a skill set, now I'm able to do all that. And I'm making way more money selling my products than I did back in those days. And even better, the skill set that I've built up by helping people, literally, like some, one of my clients has already made like over $2 million this year just from digital products. Being able to have access to that kind of like understanding how they market, understanding this, understanding all the different moving parts, now I can apply that to whatever else I want to for my own self. And that's something a lot of people don't understand. Why, why do you want to try to figure everything out on your own when there's tons of other people that you could offer services to or you could work with or learn from and then be able to use that same information for your own self. So that, that's kind of where my head is these days. Absolutely. You know, it's probably the biggest cliche on money Twitter, but you know, money travels like a river. It goes from A to Z. If you can stand it anywhere from B through Y, you're going to get wet. Yes. And so being the middleman, uh, whether it be through affiliate or email marketing, freelancing, uh, especially, you know, freelancing for sales and things like that, then you're going to not only catch some of the money being thrown because it has to go past you to get there, but you're also going to be able to, if you're paying attention, observe what your client is doing and learn from them passively. Oh, totally. Like for me, I'll just use the book launch I did with Ed. I had launched a book for, by myself. It was semi, semi successful. But then once I got to work with him and he'd be like, okay, Dylan, here's the objective, blah, 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 blah. I was able to see how to do an actual book launch. Like for some people, they just right out the gate, they're super successful with their book launches. But for me, I got to actually see how he built, how he did the marketing, how he put everything together, everything that went into putting together a book. And then once I released another product, I was like three steps ahead of where I would have been initially. And then, I don't know. I, I think people get too, they want things too fast. For me, that was what I wanted in the beginning, at least. 2014, I was convinced that I would be able to just quit my job whenever I wanted to, be a blogger, live in Thailand, live in Philippines, live in Bali, and just do that for the rest of my life. And then I was like, okay, if I can make my first dollar online, that'll prove that this works. And I made $40. The next month, didn't make anything. The next month, didn't make anything. And, but I, I just kept trying to dabble because I thought that there was some magic thing out there. And this is something that's, real, I guess, been impactful for me is a lot of people think that there's some information out there that if they learn about enough things, that somehow the work's going to be done. Like we've been talking about, it's not until you just focus you take the action, oh, okay, now I can, I'm getting money. I'm able to live the lifestyle that I want to live. And you just keep building upon that. And it's a lot of people, you can't be too patient, but at the same time, you can't be impatient. Because whenever you try to be impatient, 
your mind gets clouded. You don't really see all the different things. Like with what you're doing, your affiliate marketing, you're doing the email stuff. It's going great. And it's going to continue going great because you're focusing. You're not trying to do a thousand different things. What I'm doing is working because I'm focusing on a few things. I'm not focusing on drop shipping. I know how to do drop shipping to a degree. I've got friends of mine that run successful drop shipping companies I could learn from. But why would I focus on that when what I'm doing now is working? Freelancing, I'm building up my Twitter brand again. That's working. So a lot of people just need to focus on less instead of just trying to dabble. As you said, be a master. Don't be a jack of all trades. Be a master of affiliate marketing, freelancing, whatever you want to do, just focus. Right. And I like what you said with the, the impatient part, you know, and everybody wants it to work fast. The patience is very important, especially when you're trying to master something, because if like you did, you know, you, you said you made $40, but then the next month you didn't make anything. Well, it was because you were, you were dabbling, but exactly. if you're patient enough and you can see, pay attention to what did work to get you that first 40, well, then you can make a second 40 or a first mm -hmm. 80 or a first 120 and you can keep scaling that up. But okay, I made $40 from doing this. And then you turn around that $40 is magically for some reason, you're just going to keep coming in at $40. So I'm going to go and do 10 other things that will earn me each $40 each. Well, it might work once, but until you buckle down on it and stay you know, in that zone of continuously improving upon that one thing that made you the 40 in the first place, you're not going to go anywhere. You're going to make, you might make a thousand dollars one month or in a day, mm -hmm. but then the next time you turn around, you've made nothing because you were not zeroed in. And I, I, a lot of people get sucked into that. I was one of them when I first joined uh, Twitter. You know, I didn't join Twitter until January, 2019. And that's when I was uh, launching Rugged Legacy. And, and it wasn't until, I'll say, November of last year when I got things pretty much set to where I didn't have to be hands-on because I was handling all my shipping. I was working at 9 to 5, so I'd have to drive to work, you know, with a box full of orders, you know, in the back of the car. And then on my lunch break, stop at the post office and then race back to work, finish that, come home, pack more orders that came in that day. And in down times at my nine to five, I'm tweeting ads and I'm you know, doing all of this, trying to get more sales. And I was grinding on that for, you know, a year. Well, almost a year. And then it got automated. I could sit back a little bit. Now, the only thing that I have to manage as far as uh, anything with Rugged Legacy is how much do I want to spend on ads? You know, that's all I have to do because now I have uh, a company that handles all of my design, a company that handles all of my shipping. I have a warehouse. I have a manufacturer. Mm -hmm. I've got a, a company that you know manages my website. So I don't have to worry about any of that. But before, you know, I built a website uh, on one of those do-it-yourself sites that looked like a blind toddler did it. And that was the best I had. And that's another thing is, you know, people tend to think that your first shot has to be perfect. Yeah. Like something for me early, it was, let's see, sometime, uh, I think it was February. I did a product launch for somebody. It was literally a headline, an order form, a buy now button. 
within, I'd say like three or four days, it had made probably like 10 grand. <laughs> and that just, that fucked with me. I was like, that was the most boring page ever. We sent one email and it generated 10 grand. Like it just, I don't know, for me, this past like 12 months has just been day after day, just breaking away the, like my conceptions on how money is made and all these different things. Like back in the day, I thought you had to have a perfect sales page, perfect emails, perfect this, perfect that. But literally, a ClickFunnels page, a headline, a little form where you fill out your information, a buy now button, made 10 grand. And something that a lot of people don't understand is like whether you're building a Twitter, you're building a blog, it's, you're not just writing articles, you're not, or if you've got a YouTube channel, you're not just making YouTube videos. You're understanding what things work. And like for me, I'm not an expert at any of what I'm about to list, but if you need a photographer, I can at least take a half decent photo. If you need video editing, I can edit your videos. If you need graphics, I can make graphics. I can do all of that. And that was because I did everything for myself for my blog. Whenever I had the internship, I did that. I did some like minor like work or whatever with like other people uh, 2019 before I really just honed in. So I've, I've got like a decent skill stack already in place. And whenever you get to that point, you're able to, once you actually focus, you at least know the basic skill that you need and then you can hire, hire the rest out. Like you've got the web design, you've got the packaging, you've got all that handled. But if worse came to worse, you could handle that for yourself. For me, if I needed a website, instead of having one of my people do it, I can put together a website. It won't be the best website, but I can at least put together a WordPress website. If I don't have somebody to write emails, I can at least write the emails because I've done it for myself and I've wrote hundreds of emails before for other people. If I need a blog article, instead of having somebody else write it, which for my own blog, I don't, I, I write all my stuff. But if it was for another, if I was helping a blog client, if the person I had writing for me just all of a sudden was like, okay, I'm, I'm done writing and I had to get that blog article done, I could at least sit down and write a blog article. So if you're early on in the game, obviously focus on actually making, okay, fine, this works, and just hone in on that. But for me, what kind of messed with me in the beginning is I didn't see the importance of the skills that I was building. I, I was just aiming for the, the freedom, the money. But all the skills that I built up up to this point literally saved me every single week with the different work I'm doing. Because sometimes... Like with project management, sometimes I have to, okay, I'm going to help you with this. I'm going to help you with that. Uh, we need to get a video out instead of sending it off to the video editor because we just have to change one little clip. Instead of having to wait like two or three days, let me just sit there and I'll, I'll blur this person's face or I'll do this because I took the time to build those skills. So, and this kind of contradicts what everything we've just talked about, but if you're in the beginning, you should at least have a basic skill set for all, like a skill stack. I think, what, are, what is Twitter called? Skill stack, talents, talent stack? Something like that, yeah. Having one of those is actually beneficial. So if you're not really like, if you're not really getting many results with one thing, obviously learn everything you can about that. Be focusing on that. But also in your downtime, you should be building up a skill stack. I'm not saying go start a blog, start a YouTube channel, but you should build a skill stack to where everything's connected to whatever you're trying to do. Like with project management, like with what I do, email marketing, putting together sales pages, social media marketing, all those different things are a part of that quote unquote service, that skill. So you need to at least be an amateur at, at the very least 
and have a decent skill stat because that'll make you more valuable. Now, whenever you're going to actually like with freelancing, whenever you're going to offer service, you need to be very specific on what you're doing. If you go and you offer, I get DMs all the time from people that copy and paste things. They know nothing about what I do. They just copy and paste a message to me. They offer me web design services. They're an SEO expert, copywriting, blah, 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 blah. Obviously you don't know shit. <laughs> so get specific, but at least be with whatever. And I'm just going to talk about freelance because that's what I focus on. At least have an amateur level of skills, like with everything that you're going to try to offer, you know? So if you're yeah. doing web design, know how to put together a basic website because you can hire people off, but you need to at least be able to do that. You need to be able to write a basic copy. So put together the core stack of skills, and then that's going to make you more valuable whenever you actually, if you want to be a freelancer or if you're trying to be an affiliate marketer or whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like, you know, uh, my 16-year-old son. I just got him a car last week. Uh, he got his license finally, so that's terrifying. But <laughs> I told him, I said, get something kind of older and American-made because I'm decent uh, as a mechanic. You know, mm -hmm. I can't rebuild your transmission. I can rebuild your engine. I can't bore an engine out. I can change your spark plugs. I can replace your brake booster. I can replace, you know, of course, tires and pretty much anything that's that will come off the motor or out from under the hood. I can replace it, you know, rebuild your starter. Also, I'm decent at that, which mm -hmm. that allows me to keep a car running. You know, and it's kind of the same concept with when you're getting started in your business. By no means am I an, uh, an ASE certified mechanic, but I can do enough to keep my car running. And so you should be able to do enough to keep what you're doing with your business or your service uh, running, you know, the exactly. basic minimum. You know, I don't, I don't suggest you get a car if you can't change a tire at the very least, you know. <laughs> But again, like you said, the basic minimum skills. Do you know how to type? Do you know how to send an email? Do you know how to download software and follow instructions? You know, a blind monkey can do those things. So get to blind monkey level, stay consistent. And then when you're making money off of that, if there's something you want to perfect, you can hire someone who has dedicated themselves to that one specific thing. Okay, you're back. Yeah. Did you catch all that? Oh, no, you, you froze right after you said stay consistent. Oh, yeah. stay consistent. And then when you are making money from your basic monkey skills, you can then, if you, there's something you want to improve upon, you can hire someone who has dedicated themselves to that, that one particular craft. Yes. That and consistency, that's something that a lot of people, like I've got a number of people that re have reached out to me, some within the war room, some within freelancer, and they've, they've tried to do like an XYZ skill, like affiliate marketing. Like so many people give up and I, just, I don't understand that. They'll try affiliate marketing for like a month. They don't make a sell. Oh, this doesn't work. Then they go on to the next thing. They'll try freelancing. They'll spam a ton of people. 
oh, this doesn't work. And they go into the next thing. If you just find, like, if you want to be an affiliate marketer, whether it's blogging, whether it's Twitter, whatever it is, just focus on that for three to six months. You're going, if, you, if you're actually taking the right action, you're going to get results. And then from there, start noticing the pattern, double down on that. The reason I chose freelancing was because I started noticing, I was like, wait a second, most of the, every time that I make the most amount of money, I'm offering some kind of service to some money, whether it's event management, project management, or writing articles for people. I'm not making much money from my blog, but that's where I want to get, that's where at the time where I wanted to make all my money from. Okay, I'm done being stupid. I'm just going to focus on offering a service. Now, what kind of service can I offer people? So that's when I, started, I did the book launch with Ed. I started helping Andrew with a few things, started helping other people with a few things. And then I started doubling down. Okay, this is where I'm making most of my money. Let me focus on that. And then I moved on to the next thing. Now I've got somebody that writes stuff for me. I've got somebody that handles web design and handles all that. But that was after taking consistent action and building up that basic skill stack. So I can do all that stuff. But now that I've, at, I've reached a point where I know exactly what gets me paid, I just focus on that and automate and hire, just pass off, what's the word, delegate the rest of the stuff. Right. Hey, this is Nate from Unlimited Live Concepts, and we teach people how cash flow strategy can be just as powerful as investing. Imagine being able to earn interest off of every dollar that flows through your hands, whether you're spending it or saving it. We offer a lifetime membership to our financial education platform for $77, but right now you can use promo code RUGGEDLEGACY and save 50% off. With Go Hunt America, you can experience your own outdoor adventure at the touch of your finger. You can find hunting, fishing, and camping spots anywhere in the U.S., put there by private landowners, and you can even list your own. It doesn't matter if it's a large tract of land or a small duck blind. Just go to GoHuntAmerica.com to get started. Coming soon to the Google Play and Apple App Store. No, like I was saying, um, it it wasn't until November of last year I had ran a Kickstarter to increase my capital with Rugged Legacy, mm-hmm. and it allowed me to expand my products to offer services to more people, and hire initially hire my uh, my web design and my graphic design company, and when that happened, I realized if I just do that one time, make enough money to hire someone else, I never have to do that again. And I can just make enough money to hire someone else for the next thing. Exactly. But that, again, I had to plug at it for a friggin' year. Yeah. To get there. That's something that I was very, very hesitant about, but I, I had enough friends of mine that made great money, much more than I do. And the number one thing I kept saying was, Dylan, why do you do that shit? You can just focus on getting more people or just really double down on what it is that's getting you paid and just have somebody else do that. So we're running up uh, about 
maybe 15, 20 minutes left. And we've gone over a lot, but if you had one person that was listening today and they came to you, <clears throat> excuse me, and they came to you and said, Dylan, help me out, man. I want to get into the freelance game. What do I need to do step by step? So obviously I, I would recommend the program that I put together that shows like everything step by step, what to do, the proper way to reach out to people, build rapport. Then I also do the live Q and A so they can ask me any questions, do that every single week. Cause I'm not one of those people where you just go through my course and then, okay, goodbye. Just go do something else. You go through the course and then you can actually ask me live just like this on zoom. Any question you have every single week, available basically 24 seven. As long as I'm awake, you text me, if you hit me up on Twitter, I always respond. But the number one thing I could say is just start building, like the thing that people mess up on is they go straight for the kill. And they try to be anything and everything. Like we've been talking about, this is a general theme. Instead, focus on cultivating some kind of skill set. Obviously learn the basics, but focus on building a skill set. And this is actually kind of ties into affiliate marketing. For me, what I did, was I built up my skill set by building a blog, get into, getting into affiliate marketing. It's actually how I landed one of my first freelance clients was writing articles for Gorilla Mind. And the way I got into that was I promoted their product. They saw that I obviously knew what I was talking about. I could get sales. So working with them was pretty much just, I didn't have to do any selling, didn't have to do any of that. So prove, that you actually know what you're talking about by at least getting some basic results for yourself. A lot of people claim that they're copywriters, but yet they've never sold their own product. They've never done affiliate marketing. All they've done is they've read a ton of books on copywriting. Oh, now you're a copywriter. Before I, I don't even, I'm not a copywriter. Before I even tried to build sales pages for people, I had my own product. I did a book launch with Ed. So I knew I had proof and I could show them this is what I've done. So outside of that, I mean, if anybody ever has any questions that want to DM me or whatever, I'm, I'm a super open dude. Just hit, shoot me a DM or something. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it all boils down to you having one single skill because mm -hmm. it might not seem like that one single skill is, you know, by itself all that much, but in reality, that one single skill is valuable to people who don't possess it. Yes. And not only that, it's valuable to people that don't possess it, but then a lot of people that have money, like I, I think you should focus on people that actually have money. If you're getting into freelancing, they don't want to, they don't want to waste time having to do that. They would rather hire that out. You could be that person. It, it only takes one to three clients to build a board to live abroad. A lot of people have this misconception of living abroad, if that's your goal that it costs a ton of money. Whenever I lived in, what was it, Georgia, the country of Georgia, I think I spent like three grand a month. That was on an, a nice apartment, spending more money than I probably should have. But I, you could live in Georgia, for just I'm using that as an example. You could live in Georgia for $1,000, $1,500 a month. That's, you get that from one client. <laughs> That's living in an apartment, you're not living in a hostel, you're going out to eat, you're eating good food, you can have a, a life. So it doesn't cost that much to live abroad. So just get that one skill set, find somebody that either has the money, like obviously that has the money, 
that doesn't want to waste time with having to worry about whatever that skill set is, they'll pay you $1,000, $2,000 a month to handle that for them. Well, now you've got your quote unquote freedom right there, at least in the beginnings. Yeah, you know, it's just like I was saying, when I discovered that I could hire out people to manage my website or I could hire out people to do graphic design for me. I mean, that was the one thing that I needed and I had the money for. And now this person is making money every single month from me. And that's the only thing they do. They do, I mean, they do other things for other clients, but for me, that's all they do. They manage my website, they run security checks, they run performance checks. Uh, they'll go on and they'll fix any broken links or anything like that. And that's all they do because they put themselves in a position with that one particular skill set that they were good at to be needed by someone like me who I've got nine kids. I was, I did have a nine to five and I didn't have time to freaking study how to do WordPress and, you know, buy graphic <laughs> design software and all this other, I didn't have time to do that. And so I wanted to hire it out to someone else. And those are the type of clients that you're going to make your living off of. It's yeah, all because of that. And just to build upon that, like for me, it, yeah, I did a lot of the grunt work, but now the point that I am now, I'm slowly able to delegate the actual work to other people so I can focus on the big ideas, putting the vision together, make it, bring the vision into reality. So something that turned me off specifically for freelancing was like, I, oh, I, I don't want to have to write articles for other people. I don't want to have to do emails for other people. But then I, I was like, okay, push your ego to the side, but getting paid to do this, turn this into an actual business. And now I'm at the point where I can hire off anything I don't want to do. So put it, to put your ego to the side. You don't even deserve to have an ego yet. Build up your skill set, build up your income, become free, and then delegate it. You can delegate the grunt work. You can focus on whatever it is you want to focus on. Well, I've got a friend of mine. He maybe does two or three hours of work every single day. The actual grunt work, like the writing, all the different things, he does. Not, he does. He literally hasn't touched that in over a year. He just. He doesn't worry about it. He has people that his business. I won't go too deep. I won't name him, but I'll, I'll talk about his business. Essentially, he does like college essays. That was his business. He would write college essays for people, other college-related stuff. He did that for years, and then he was like, "Wait a second, I can hire somebody to do this for me." Got his first person. Now he's got I think like three or four writers. They handle all of that. He just focuses on the like client relationship. Like, oh, okay, you need this. Okay, great. Let me put this together for you. So put in the grunt work in the beginning, build up your skill set, delegate it. Now you don't have to do the grunt work. Now you're free. Now you can travel the world. You can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of that old, uh, I think some people still do this, and it's completely viable as long as you can get a rapport with uh, one of them. But people used to go to Fiverr. And they would uh, hit up a uh, a web page designer, you know, a web builder, and they would say, "All right, I'm gonna use this guy exclusively because he's gonna want to make consistent money." And then they would, you know, build a web page, uh, or they pay them to build a web page mm -hmm. for a graphic design firm or a web a web building firm, and then they would call uh, all these different businesses and say. Hey, I've got a team of graphic designers. Uh, this is some of our work, da 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 da, da and we can build you a better web page for two thousand dollars, right? Yeah. And then they would get they would get hired, 
And then they would go to the Fiverr guy who's just freelancing out of his basement, you know, who's only charging 500 bucks, 500 bucks for a good web page or a good website. And then say, Hey, build this website. I'll pay you. And so that guy gets 500 bucks. The other, you know, the facilitator, as it were, gets 1500 but he's marketing himself as, hey, I have a team of web designers. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, he did. He had a whole bunch of freelancers he could go and talk to. I actually have a story with that. I did that back in Charleston. I, I had a friend of mine who really wanted a website. And he was like, Dylan, did you say you have a website, so you know web design? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, within reason, yeah, I, I, I can make a website. He's like, okay, well, how about this? I'll pay you. It was like $3,200, it was via like taxes, obviously you take out the taxes, blah, blah, blah. But around 3,200 bucks. I paid some guy on Fiverr. I can't remember, it was like seven, 800 bucks, 900 bucks. The rest of the money I kept. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's another option you can do. You could upsell yourself like that. You gotta be careful because the website that I hired off for the Fiverr dude ended up having a ton of problems. But if you find the right person, you pay some freelancer in the Philippines. I know a ton of people in the Philippines, super great, like work ethics better than a lot of Americans, but they'll accept way less money. Like some you could pay some money, a thousand, two thousand dollars for in America, they'll do for two, three, four, five hundred bucks. So yeah, that, that's definitely an option. I won't go too deep into that, but uh, it, it wasn't worth the money. I'll just say that it no, wasn't I, worth the money. I mean, it's, not, it's not very ethical. Um, yeah. But I mean, you can make some startup that way. I, I don't. I wouldn't suggest doing that indefinitely because it's a as a freelancer. You know, eventually he might just decide he never wants to build web pages again, and then you're stuck with somebody yeah. do, doing subpar work. But you can start that way, and then build up enough capital to hire web designers that will work for you on retainer. Exactly. It's, luckily, before I even became a freelancer, I had that happen, and it was such a headache that I ended up having to do almost the entire website myself, learning basic code and all that, that I never did that again. Like, so the smarter way to do it, if you want to be a freelancer, is build up the skill set yourself, know what you're doing, and then once you're at a position where you can hire some money, hire an actual person, <laughs> not just some random person you hire off Fiverr. I, I don't even use Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I said, and if you need something in a quick pinch, you know, just for your own service, you can use Fiverr, you can use Upworks. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Upworks used to be uh, is now Elance, I believe. Or maybe the other way around, or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe it used to be Elance, and now it's Upworks. I don't know, but you can hire things out to freelancers to get yourself going if you want mm -hmm. a more professional look. The whole point is you want to be on point with what you are going to do and what you are going to offer, and build that up enough until you can hire out people. Exactly. But uh, for those of you listening, uh, there will be links to Dylan's uh, freelance course in the bio. You can check it out and Appreciate you can take Dylan up on his offer of being able to contact him and hit him up for any kind of tips or help or coaching. Uh, as, as he said, he's always available. But that's going to wrap this one up. It's really nice to finally speak to money bags over here uh, <laughs> it's, it's about time yeah man you know i love rags to riches stories and i never got a chance to come down and see you when you were still stateside but we'll have to uh fix that 
Um, yeah, hundred percent. But I love rags to riches stories, especially when you know you just go all in on yourself. It's kind of like uh, it reminds me of Rudy. You know, <laughs> he, he had heart. And he just kept getting beat up until he could finally play. You know, the last down in the big game to sack the shit out of the quarterback. But uh, that's the payoff we're, we're all looking for. Uh, so, Dylan, thank you, man, for coming on the show. I am. Anytime. <laughs> that's going to do it for this episode of the Rugged Legacy Podcast. Again, check the links. Also, be sure to hit up any of the sponsors you heard in the ads. They are really cool. And uh, that is a terrible sales pitch for my sponsors. But their work speaks for themselves. So, thanks for all for listening. And this is it. Thank you for listening to the Rugged Legacy Podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the content on all of the episodes, especially this one here. If you'd like to become a contributor and support this podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash Rugged Legacy and click on the support icon. Everyone wants to rise from the ashes, but very few are willing to set themselves on fire. This has been a Rugged Legacy production.